This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Sure is. A little rusty on this end of the microphone. It's Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Been on a bit of a walkabout, you know? Been on a bit of an international excursion. I'm Randy Scott here at the Bristol Home Office. He is Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Radio in Cleveland. Uh, Hammer, it's been it's been a, a long time. You're getting your house worked on. So yes. I, I look at you now through the magic of Zoom, and you're not in your at-home studio, which is pretty <laughs> slick and pretty professional, because that's down in the basement. The basement's getting worked on. Right, so the basement is getting remodeled right now. Shout out to uh, Kevin Mack, not the former Browns running back, the guy that's helping remodel the basement. And so while that's going on, I'm displaced at the house where I like to do these uh, ESPN radio shows. And so I am now upstairs, and I'm in a guest bedroom that does not have a chair in it. So I would like to welcome everybody to my bed. I am in bed right now hosting on ESPN Radio. That is inappropriate, and I'm going to get in trouble with HR. Yes. But you are all in my bed with me. Welcome. Okay. That's the welcome that we wanted uh, on this pre-kend. And the pre-kend starts whenever you want it to start on a Thursday, okay? Because we're just cash and Fridays. Yes. Air horns aplenty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet... Aaron Goldhammer, it's at HammerNation19. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Join the conversation the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. The question that we're starting the program with, not the story that we're starting with, but the question is, what is the best quarterback-wide receiver duo in the NFL? So you Chiefs fans want to call in with Mahomes and Kelsey, doesn't count. Okay, keep your tight ends. You can keep your receiving backs. We're going with quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL put that in your pocket just for a second we're going to start with the ESPYs and actually the ESPYs I don't know probably motivated a little bit of that topic question because we got to see Justin Jefferson out there and this is ranking season seemingly for any NFL player that's going on podcasts any NFL player that's going on radio shows any NFL player that's going in studio shows like it is bait right now like they are going to ask you to rank I saw DK Metcalf had to rank his top five wide receivers of all time (laughs) did you see that yeah, I I did, and his list was terrible. It was um, awful. It was but, like I mean, just here's the thing, Randy. Just because you're a good wide receiver doesn't mean you're good at ranking wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest to DK leave the ranking up to the experts, which is us. We're good at putting these rankings together. His ranking was one of the oddest things I've ever seen in sports, and it just proved to me he knows much more about catching the football than he does ranking people who catch the football. Leave it to us, because this is what we're doing for four straight weeks. It's Radio Rankum. We're in week, where are we guys, three, and it's the top five quarterback wide receiver duos, because DK Metcalf had Antonio Brown as his number one receiver of all time, guys. Of all time. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice, Julio Jones rounding out his list. Guys, Leave it to the experts, man. Leave it to us, and leave it to yourselves as well. Call in, again, the best quarterback-receiver duo in the NFL, 888-SAY-ESPN. I don't know where you put LeBron James in your rankings. Uh, I, I, I don't even know that he had the top moment from the ESPYs yesterday. I feel like uh, that goes to DeMar Hamlin and the, uh, the Arthur Ashe Courage Award that he was there to present to the Buffalo Bills uh, training staff. But LeBron had a moment. LeBron had an outfit, too. Uh, Hammer, did you see what LeBron was wearing last night? Yeah, I didn't realize he was the captain of a vessel, but I guess so. <laughs> he looked like he looked like the uh, 
the mad scientist that's voiced by Russell Brand in the uh, Despicable Me movies. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's like, he's like, grew, I have it, blah, blah, blah. For you. Like, he, the, the sunglasses were an odd choice. It was cool to see. It was really cool, actually, to see his family up there, introduce him. Uh, his wife had a tremendous moment where, you know, she almost cussed. And then uh, she's she's great, by the way. She is lovely. Like LeBron, not only is the goat, he may have chosen the goat wife of all time that, because she seems fun and always like that family's having a good time. I don't know Savannah very well personally being in Cleveland, but I yeah. don't think she gets talked about enough as being just fantastic. It's really like find you need to like that is that's spouse goals, right? Like That's wife goals. Like find someone who is your cheerleader. The yeah. way that that she is for him, because she must have mentioned. Speaking of goat, must have mentioned it three or four times in the intro. Honestly, maybe more than that. Uh, teeing up uh, LeBron to come up and, and accept the the best record breaking performance for uh, setting the uh, NBA all time scoring record back on February seventh when he when he passed Kareem. But that was quickly upstaged as LeBron accepted his sixteenth ESPY award of his career. It was upstaged by him addressing the cliffhanger that he all gave us. After the playoff loss to the Denver Nuggets, after the Lakers were eliminated, when he strongly hinted at retirement. Well, he addressed that last night. When the season ended, I said I wasn't sure if I was going to keep playing. And I know a lot of experts told you guys what I said, but I'm here now speaking for myself. In that moment, I'm asking myself if I can still play without cheating the game. Can I give everything to the game still? Truth is, I've been asking myself this question at the end of the season for a couple years now. I just never openly talked about it. I don't care how many more points I score or what I can or cannot do on the floor. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. All right, lucky for us guys, uh, that is not that day is not today. Hammer, it begs some questions. Um, I do wonder what he means by cheating the game. Me too. What is that? What is that? Like, is cheating the game not being able to put all the work in? Is cheating the game not being at your best? What it, what it, is cheating the game like that you're ready to go to Michael Rubin's white party <laughs> and, and, and not like, like, like what, what, how would you describe? Answer the question. Maybe. How, what, what the heck does I, cheating the game mean? I think it's stealing money. And however you choose uh, to define that. I, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think it's, I think it's cashing a check when you're not fully invested. Now LeBron's level of investment, this is what listen, he's going to play his 21st Jeez. NBA season. He's going to be just the 6th player in NBA history to do that. Who are the previous 5? Thank you for asking. Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin yep. Garnett, yep. Robert Parrish, yep. Vince Carter, yep. And this was an interesting one for me, Kevin Willis. Yes. And by the way, all of those guys were fossils, mascots and cheerleaders <laughs> well, okay. in year 21. When I LeBron call- is still being counted on to start at forward, center yeah. and guard and be the head coach, you and know, like yeah. it's, it's a whole nother level. And averaged 28 a game, 29 a game last year. I mean, it was it was incredible. I think it was 29 a game, which is the most for anybody age 38 or older. Here's yeah. back when I collected basketball cards on a, on like a regular basis when I was just ripping open packs, mm. you know, stadium club and upper deck and whatever uh, uh kevin willis i feel like every card that i pulled of kevin willis from 1990 to 1996 he looked a thousand years old you yeah. know what i mean like lebron has changed yeah. what it means to age in the nba now what has made him so successful and made him so durable and so long lasting 
uh, is his his preparation. So I think his level of quote unquote cheating the game that might be a a higher bar than say James Harden. And I use that as an example of someone who is no longer prepping for the season. I mean, you can you can tell in the body type, you can tell in early season production, he does not prepare the way he did as a younger player. That's natural as you age. LeBron's not natural, though. Yeah, I agree. I think James Harden's been cheating the game since about 2019. Uh, and I, I yeah. mean, some of these guys, it's hard to tell. Are they just mad? Do they not work? I would never question, just as an example, like Kevin Durant's work ethic is, I think, at another level. LeBron... People are wondering all the time, you know what LeBron is doing right now, Randy? One of two things. He's either working out or sleeping. I guarantee it. Yeah. And he's That's just the way that he takes care of his body. And so there are guys who are playing right now who are, by that definition, cheating the game. It's just not in his DNA to do that. I never thought he was seriously considering retiring, though. I think he was having Aaron Rodgers envy. And oh. I think he likes the conversation about now how much longer is he going to do this and the speculation and the questions. Last night to him was like the decision 2.0. Like, I guess LeBron just <laughs> likes going on ESPN and announcing things about his career. Well, how much longer is he going to go? Uh, two more years, I think, uh, this year and next year, because then... I, my guess is that Bronny's going to sneak his way into the NBA and that mm-hmm. LeBron and Bronny will have this one year playing together and then LeBron will be done. Okay, so give Bronny a year at college and then yeah. play Bronny's rookie year. Then you're 40 years old. You've got 23 NBA seasons. Yes. That's the record. You're good. Yes. Like yes. right off into the sunset. All I right. don't know what else at that point he would have to prove because it doesn't seem to me like he's deeply invested in uh, championship winning at, at that level. Does it seem that way to you? I don't know. I feel like the moves the Lakers made during the season had LeBron's fingerprints all over them. They had LeBron's uh. Uh, blessing and seal of approval. Like I think he still knows how to build a championship roster, but I think if he did not win another title, I don't think it would crush him the way it would have a couple of years ago. I don't know if that uh. makes sense. But I think the new uh, goal... Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's cool with four. I, yeah, I think yeah. if he finishes with four, I don't know that he would feel like, ah, you know, there were there were about two or three that got left on the table. And I think for him, rightfully so, the idea of matching Jordan six is probably not practical. So I think you redefine your goals and your titles, so to speak. And if one of them is to play with your son and be the first guy to do that, uh, more power to you. That that can be the new uh, career driving uh, motivation there so you don't cheat the game. As he said, lucky for us. Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Who actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them. The top five quarterback wide receiver duos. Okay, again, defining the parameters of this. This is not a pass catcher, okay? So keep your Travis Kelsey off to the side. That might be just the top one whenever we get to that, right? Top tight end and quarterback duos. This is top quarterback wide receiver duos in the NFL. Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Randy Scott. In for the guys, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hammer, you're going to give your top five. We're going to start at number five. Okay, I'll give mine later in the show. Probably crib yours a little bit, you know, just just, just sure. cheat, cheat off your list. Number five for Aaron Goldhammer, top quarterback wide receiver duo. Number five. 
All right, I got a surprising one here at number five. If we did this a year ago, I think this combo would have been number one. And I still think when healthy, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are in the conversation here. Cup had like a record-setting season two years ago and was still really good last year, even though the Rams weren't winning nearly as many games as they did during their Super Bowl campaign. If he ever came available, I think he's still one of the top wide receivers in the league. And I still think Stafford can deliver the ball when healthy is about as well as anybody. I kind of got him as a sleeper team this year. Everybody's forgotten about the Rams. If they stay healthy, Sean McVay's still there too. I got Stafford and Cup. My number five QB wide receiver duo. I love that. I mean, we're just in the 2021 season, 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. Let's get number four. Number four. Uh, number four is going to surprise people, too. I'm staying in the NFC. Jared Goff and Amun Ra St. Brown were magically delicious last year. <laughs> Jared Goff's an underrated player to me. And I think those two guys showed the Green Bay Packers, certainly in Week 17, what it was all about. And St. Brown became a fantasy stalwart. To me, number four on the list, I got Jared Goff and Amun Ra St. Brown of the Detroit Football Lions. Number three. All right, number three on the list, maybe a little bit more predictable. Uh, Jalen Hurts really is one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. A.J. Brown is phenomenal. A.J. Brown, to me, is one of the most underrated players in the league overall. And this connection, when the Eagles made that trade, I think they went from NFC contender to bona fide Super Bowl team. One of the reasons why they were knocking on the door to beat the Chiefs and take the trophy last year. This combo, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think A.J. Brown's elite. Those two guys together, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, number three on my list. Number two. Number two is going to the AFC. You know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are having their issues right now. While you were in Italy prancing around Europe so on much a train prancing. or something. So much. With like a eight-week vacation or whatever Randy's coming off of. <laughs> uh, they, they had some issues. You know, uh, Diggs showed up and then left and then came back with their mini camp and all that. But on an NFL Sunday, this is a nightmare for defensive coordinators. Stephon Diggs, statistically, one of the best receivers in the league the last five years. Josh Allen, in any weather, is a modern-day John Elway. They have great chemistry together. Allen Diggs, number two on my list. Number one. And here we go with number one. I hate to say this because I live in the AFC North in Cleveland. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been doing this since college. Talk about chemistry. I feel like they know each other as well as any two teammates in the NFL right now. I think even if you double or triple team, they're still going to get theirs. And I think they are as connected as any two players. Not just because they're individually so excellent, but because they still both make each other better. And that's what this category is all about. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, to me, in the number one spot. Those are my top five quarterback wide receiver duos in the NFL. I, there's so there. I I, uh, I I I wanted you to take this seriously, and and the Jared Goff, Amonra Saint, like at number four. I right away I'm like oh he this is a lark like this is a laugh for him like he's no, not no he's not You're appreciating the assignment. his name is the sun 
<laughs> okay, very fair. You don't have a healthy like you played the if they're healthy game with Stafford and Cup. You don't have you don't have Tua and Tyreek. Ty- Tyreek Hill had seventeen hundred yards last year. Yeah, but I, I worry about Tua's concussion problem, and I don't know that the jujitsu he's doing is going to help <laughs> solve how he falls. We're so, assuming health, though. And, and frankly, Skylar Thompson and Tyreek Hill is not— No, it's, you have to factor everything into the connection. <laughs> Skylar Thompson and Tyreek Hill is not one of the top five QB wide receiver duos. Sorry. Okay, you know who the number 12 receiver was last year? Statistically, it was Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, I would have allowed that no. homerism no. over— over no. what you've got with uh, not with the Goff way Watson played Brown. the last six games. Uh, Goff was one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the second half last year. In the second half, yeah, you're right, and and he's that might be the healthy like all things considered right now. That and because we don't know how Jalen how, how healthy Jalen Hurts is, we don't know how healthy Stafford and Cup are. We know the relationship has taken on a little bit of water with Allen and Diggs. So you really only have two full health, no questions. Combos on your on your list, and one of them is Golf and St. Brown. You're right, um, and and I think Stafford and Cup was a great inclusion because I think because yeah. I think they're better than anybody expects. I can't put Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson on this list. They've never thrown a pass to each other. Like oh. they've they have zero completions to each other. So I I, I don't I have no idea oh. how that's going to manifest itself. Listen, I, if we're if we're playing hypotheticals and guys who haven't thrown a pass to each other yet, give me Derek Carr and either Michael Thomas or Chris Olave. I feel like those. I feel like that. Co- Fantasy, fantasy guys, right now, hear me. Like Derek Carr's not going to get drafted in the first ten quarterbacks in your fantasy draft. Wait on a quarterback. Take Derek Carr. Plays eight of his games in a dome. Like your guys, or actually uh, nine of them, because one of them is in Atlanta. Like it's in oh, and that division's garbage. Like I feel like Derek Carr's absolutely going to cook. But we're going with proven things right now. So yeah. your list one more time: Matt yeah. Stafford and Cooper Cup at number five, number five; Jared Goff and Amonra St. Brown at number four; mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown at number three; mm-hmm. uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs at number two, and your number one. And it hurts you because it's Cincinnati. It's Joe yeah. Burrow, and it is Jamar Chase. So we want you to weigh in. Go ahead and call the CC. Call in line eight 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 say ESPN. What is the best? quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL. Did Goldhammer get it right? No, he didn't. But come in with your own reasons why. Who was his biggest omission and why was it Tua and Tyreek? It is Aaron Goldhammer and Randy Scott in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. It is a Thursday afternoon, which means it qualifies 
for the pre-end. Tomorrow is Friday Vibes Day. It's Fribes Day. Today, though, the pre-end begins here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Aaron Goldhammer in Cleveland, ESPN Radio in Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott here in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, where it feels like the surface of the sun Outside, it is it is a damp, moist day with the humidity out there. A lot of people love that word. You can join the conversation. CC call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Before uh, we, we paid some bills there, we got the top five quarterback duos in the NFL, courtesy of Aaron Goldhammer. He's going to run through his list and just remind the people as yeah. we ask you to call in and give us yours. Hammer, let's go ahead and remind folks your top five was what? Yeah, takes as hot as it is outside in Bristol, Connecticut uh-huh. right now. Uh, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, number five. Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown, number four. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, third. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, second. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, first. All right, that's the list. Let's see if Jason in South Dakota agrees. Again, the phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN. Jason, you're on ESPN Radio. Well, you got the top two right, but uh, it, it pains me to say this because I'm a big Viking hater, but how do you not have Justin Jefferson on this list? I mean, Kirk Cousins is, in my opinion, a better quarterback than Jared Goff. He's probably top 10, top 11 quarterback, but that combination has to be number three on your list. I mean, we're not asking to rank the top five wide receivers in the league. It's the duo. And I, I can't say that Kirk Cousins is good a quarterback as Jared Goff. Jared Goff's taken a team to the Super Bowl. Um, I've not seen Kirk Cousins do that. I, Kirk Cousins on a big stage gets so afraid. I think he's like Ofer on Monday Night Football in his entire life. Yeah, he's he's great on a Fox game being broadcast by me and Randy at one <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday. You know, you we put did. Joe and Troy and ESPN up there, and yeah. uh, he's falling on his face every yeah. time. Yeah, he's Kirk Puddles. He, 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 you know what's down his leg. But but I will say this though. I will say, you know, give you credit for your top two. I Jefferson is such an elite talent that he kind of pulls his own quarterback up. But you're right, it's a duo ranking. So the quarterback cannot detract from the overall talent of the combination that we're talking about. Yeah, I think part of it is like that there has to be a special connection between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like that and I feel like all of the ones on my list together they're a better tandem than they are separately as players and that's part of what makes them so great i mean in burrow and chase's case they've been doing this since college you know they've been doing this on multiple levels for at a championship level okay so you value the the chemistry you value some of the some of the stuff that can't be quantified necessarily yeah i I think you put justin jefferson with any quarterback he'd he'd look pretty good you know this soundbite from jefferson is going to support you leaving them off the list. Justin Jefferson was asked to rank his top five quarterbacks. Here's who he said. I have to say number one, Patrick Mahomes. Got to give it to him, the MVP. Number two, I have to say Aaron Rodgers. Got to give it to him. Number three, my guy, Joey B. His only respect. Number four, I have to pick Jalen Hurts. Got to respect his game and bringing Philly to the championship. And then number five, I have to say Josh Allen, Kirk Obey, you know what I'm saying? So that's my five. Uh, You'll notice he left his own quarterback off the top five list. (laughs) My top five sports center anchors right now are 
Scott Van Pelt. Uh, <laughs> Randy, Randy Scott does not make my top five. Number one. I was gonna I appreciate that. I was gonna say with shout out Neil Everett because his uh, that that was his whole Sports Center commercial, right? With uh, Roger Federer was like, I'm in the top ten, Roger. And Federer's like, I don't know, I don't know if you are. Uh, let's get to uh, let's get back to the calls again. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Give us your top five quarterback, uh, wide receiver duos, or tell Goldhammer where he messed up in his list. Uh, Brandon in Milwaukee. Brandon, you What's are on up, ESPN B? Radio. How you doing, man? Hey, oh, okay, so I hear the uh, I hear the Jared Goff and St. Brown, but about uh, Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. I mean, they knew too. It did. It, it had a good season last year. So what about them? Uh, good point. Definitely, were in consideration for me. But you got to do it for more than half a season, okay? Now the the Jaguars they were in a terrible division. Back me up on this, Randy. They were a terrible division. Got off to a cockamamie start last year. And Kirk and uh, by the way, Kirk was worth the money, which a lot of people ripped them for that contract. And Trevor Lawrence, they were good for the second half. They came back from twenty seven nothing down, gave the Chiefs a good run. But I just got to see it for a little bit more. People forget Amon Ross St. Brown was really good not just last year, but two years ago. He and Goff were a pretty good connection worth having on your fantasy team. Yeah, and you value chemistry. The chemistry's there. They, it, there's no denying what those two uh, have been able to do. They are on the same page. And now, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, his head coach, Doug Peterson, set to join our program here uh, in the next hour. So, Doug Peterson, Jaguar Nation, Duval, go ahead and stay with us because we'll talk to Doug Peterson about his quarterback, uh, among other things. Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. We got time. We, we can do one more. Let's get to Brutus in Hartford. Brutus, you're on the CC call online. You're on ESPN Radio. I uh, appreciate the call. It's Bruce, not Brutus. But uh, <laughs> as a Commanders <laughs> fan, I'm calling. <laughs> uh, as a Commanders fan, I'm calling from an unbiased standpoint. I think you got to remove the Lions uh, only because of Goff from that equation. And actually, if, uh, if I would throw in another tandem, it would be Burrow and T. Higgins. I think he has Ooh. two. That those, 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 that triumvirate is uh, the best in the league. Thanks for taking the call. All right. All right. Appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, honestly, I'm, I don't know why I'm stumbling for two all of a sudden, but I could see Tua and Tyreek, and I could see Tua and Jalen Waddle. I guess there are some quarterbacks who are just blessed with those kind of receiving yeah. options where you have multiple. And, 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 you know, I'd like to see if T. Higgins was really the number one guy, what would Joe Burrow really look like? I think we saw it in a Monday night game against the Cleveland Browns this past year when Chase was out, and it was not quite the same. I think the Burrow-Higgins connection is boosted by the quality of the connection of the number one ranked duo, Burrow and Chase. All right, we are going to keep this conversation rolling. We want you to weigh in. So Cameron in Minnesota, Kevin in Ohio, Drake in Ohio, stay with us. We will get to your calls. Who was the best quarterback-wide receiver duo in the NFL? Did Aaron Goldhammer get it right by going uh, with the Lion, well, with the Rams, Lions, Eagles, uh, Bills, and Bengals? And if he didn't, who was the biggest omission? Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott, in for the guys. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Yep, that's a that's a strong that's a strong one. That's a pre-end. That's a pre-end vibe. That's what we're working with. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM uh, channel. That was Sirius XM channel eighty. Wow, I'm mush mouth that. Uh, he's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Randy Scott. However, you found us on this uh, Thursday afternoon. We are glad you did. Goldhammer 
in Cleveland. He's the voice of ESPN Radio in Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott uh, here in the studio. Uh, we're continuing with ESPN's Radio Rankum, the top five QB wide receiver duos in the National Football League. I feel it's only appropriate, before we get to Kevin in Ohio and Drake in Ohio uh, yeah. and Cameron in Minnesota, only appropriate, Hammer, for you to remind the people of what your top five was. All right, uh, I ranked these based on how I felt five minutes before the show started. There so we go. I did, did a ton of research. Uh, number five, I had Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, who I think are underrated and overlooked. Number four, <laughs> I have Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. That's I'm taking a lot of heat for that. Number three, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. Number two, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. And number one, I have Joe Burrow and his college buddy, Jamar Chase. Okay. I love the chemistry that you clearly value with number one. I don't think anybody can truly come after your number one or number two and say that you're crazy. You've taken some heat for number four, and we've all sort of gathered around you, you know, in sort of like a nonverbal hug to try to support you. Let's see what Kevin in Ohio says. Kevin in Ohio, you are on ESPN Radio. Hey, Kevin. Good afternoon. Is Hammer crazy with Good his list? Can you hear me? I got you. Can, can, did you hear Hammer's list? Yes, I did. Uh, my only comment, I agree with the top three. Uh, don't disagree at all, but I don't know how you can leave Tua and Hill off that. I mean, until Tua got hurt last year, uh, Hill was going to break every receiving record there ever was, and I think that's going to happen again this year. So I don't know how you leave those two off. Well, I mean, I, I, leave, I leave them off. Thank you for the call. I leave them off because you just said until Tua got hurt. You know, and and then what happened after Tua got hurt? Like I can't trust him to stay on the field. Also, I do value again just to explain this the chemistry between. So the fact that Tyreek Hill was such a great player with another quarterback to me shows that while he's in my top five wide receivers, I don't know that I could have them as one of the top five combos. Okay, I I, I think. I think, though, your position of Cooper Cup on your list invalidates some of your injury concern because we're talking about a guy who missed, what do you play, nine games? No, yeah, but, ten. But, but, nine but games. Two, two of his careers hang in the balance, though, Randy. Like, That's I, fair. I would, I would expect that Cooper Cup can come back and, and get back on the field. We're talking about the difference between massive head injuries and knee injuries, yeah. which I think I really think two is one concussion away from potentially never playing again. I think I think he knows he is. You're right. And you, we kind of glossed over the... You know, jujitsu training, like we, they are exploring all options to get him to just fall in a different way. I mean, the one, the one against the Bills in the bright sunshine of Miami, yeah. you know, where he falls backwards and hits his head, like that one is seemingly so avoidable. Easy for me to say when I wear makeup five days a week, but, but, but really, I mean, it's, it's one of those like fluky, like quarterback protect thyself things. Yeah. I, Th- I really worry about his long-term health. So it, it's not just an injury. It's like injuries. And I, I don't know, guys, it's yeah. my list. So yeah. let me put it together however the heck I want. Let's go. All right, Drake in Ohio. Drake, you can weigh in on Hammer's list. Give us your own biggest omission, whatever you got. Drake, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, Drake. All right, my man. How do you leave Kirk <laughs> Cousins and Justin Jefferson out of your top five? I mean, uh, 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 Kirk, have you seen have you the, seen Kirk Cousins eight game winning drives last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, he had I, 68% percentage for his career. He's never missed a game due to injury. And Justin Jefferson, you know, he's a top two receiver, and he's not and he's not two. I, I I agree that Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league. We did receiver rankings earlier in the week. That show is over. Okay, and this is now about the duos together. And I just am not a Kirk Cousins guy. And I'll leave it at that. 
Okay. And I think the reasons are obvious. He's never been a big game quarterback. Never. He can't win on Sunday night and Monday night football, let alone in the playoffs. And Justin Jefferson and Cousins, they had 47 receiving yards together in the playoff game against the Giants, which the Vikings blew at home. So I definitely have Jefferson in my top five receivers, but Cousins, to me, knocks him off the top five list. I mean, Jefferson didn't even have Cousins in his own top five quarterback list. And this is true. We have to remind people, and you're doing a good job of that, Hammer. This is a duos ranking. This is not just... You yes. know, wide receivers and their top five, because you're right, Justin Jefferson would be uh, number one. And maybe, yeah, you know what? We know why he's calling in. Cameron in Minnesota. Yeah. Cameron, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, I just wanted to say, everyone's been bringing it up. Jefferson and Kirk obviously have to be top five. But since you guys already talked about that, I'll give you two other duos that you haven't mentioned. Herbert and Keenan Allen and Dak and CeeDee Lamb. I, I oh. just I just don't anything with Justin Herbert doesn't excite me, and uh, what was the other one? Dak and CD Lamb. Dak really? and CD Lamb. Yeah, uh, CD Lamb had a tremendous, like a sneaky statistical season, and I say sneaky, and it's rare because if any quarterback, rather if any Dallas Cowboy does anything, we we freak out about it. Um, I think I, I think if I put them on the list, it would just be pandering to the ESPN love of talking about the Cowboys every <laughs> single second of every single day. I, I, I'm not saying that those guys are bad players or that this is top five. This is elite of the elite. And I, I have legitimate reasons for the way that I put this list together. I, you do. I would bump out your number four, which is Jared Goff and Amon St. Brown, for Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. And I feel, I feel mm. pretty comfortable sleeping at night. I'd sleep on a pillow of truth. Uh, that's stuffed with statistics and potential moving forward. Although I could see also, I could see Lamb's numbers taking a hit this season because of the addition of Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and this is, by the way, an evolving thing. So if yeah. you ask me between week one and week two, my list might change. This is where things stood as I put this list together five minutes before the show started, 2.55 Eastern time today. Do you have a dart you want to throw? Do you have like a dark horse like, hey, keep an eye on? And maybe it's just the fact that Goff and St. Brown, if they put together a full season of what they did together in the second half of last season, yeah. they could be a number they could be a number two. They really could be number two on this list if we're having this conversation next summer. I'm gonna throw a dart at Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy, okay. Um, People forget about the idea that, you know, if if Sean Payton can unlock whatever Russ has left, Jerry Judy is one of the more underrated players in the league, and he's just never played with a competent coach and quarterback. So I'm wondering if this year finally might be the turning point for him. Okay. Well, well, speaking of transitions from uh, year one to year two, we've got Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman and his new quarterback, Sam Hartman, set to join us. It's Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.